Hello, good evening. I am your host, Kyle Romano. Um, posting up the first episode of the Poli Sci and Five podcast. If you have found your way here, it means you specifically sought us out. This is a space designed, created, and intended specifically for people. Of course, ironically, only people will be listening. But this is meant for the people who are choosing to listen. The meaning behind the name of the podcast, Poly, Psy, and Phi, and its individual parts, I created for relationships, the many connections we experience in life, how we experience them, how we react, and understand why it is that we do what we do. To include Psy into Polly, there's a science to our relationships. We'll dive into the mechanics on psychology, uh, the emotional depths of our operation, <laughs> uh, and also poli sci, uh, political science. You know, relationships bring us to meet people of all backgrounds and diversities. It's fair to say, you know, if echo chamber, um, you are breaking free, having entered here. Uh, as I said, this is a space for people willing to listen you know and the last part of our podcast name being being that the science fiction um, all things that are possible we're going to include actual science and all that we have yet to achieve all the different possibilities that await us and humanity's future. <laughs> so now we've uh, opened up to the beginning. I like to start off in a conversation. If you have any thoughts and questions, 
comments and concerns, <laughs> I do ask you volunteer that you contribute, <laughs> become involved. <laughs> this is PolySci. It's going to be a call to action. There is a need for justice and we won't always see it, but here accountability is required. <laughs> we can't do this show without it. So the show doesn't function solely just by me. All, everyone who's listening, thank you. It is January 13th. I think it's clear to say that here in 2021, just seven days ago already and we uh, we as a uh, nation experienced a insurrection by white supremacists at the capital of this nation um, how your feelings may be about the operations, uh, the history of this nation. You have a government. Yes, US government is upheld by white supremacist systems. We were witness to the insurrection, the attack by white supremacists. It, uh, to me, there's an irony, you know, there, there is multiple Americas, those with differing perspectives on what America is, but we cannot also collectively deny the history, the one and only history America has always been. It's white power since the beginning. And, uh, you know, as, um, as representative of New York, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has stated in a Twitter video today It is the first time that white supremacists, those of the Confederacy, officially for the first time in US history, traitors have invaded the White House. Scratch that. Um, the Capitol. But actually both, because you know. Um, the president is currently accountable and will always be in the record for his incitement of this violence. And accordingly, with 
an impeachment trial to be upheld uh, in the House today. It's being argued. Uh, so, post podcast episode, we'll know by the time this has been posted and released what the uh, proceedings will be. I imagine there are questions of what's the point of trying to impeach a sitting president for not only the second time, which would be the first time in U.S. history, but for a president with less than a week of office left. Well, it sets a precedent that this kind of action is undeniably and irrefutably unacceptable. It's been decided by the president using shame rhetoric and fear rhetoric to incite this violence, dehumanizing people over a four-year period. He has drawn the line between us and them. And he's made making that clear we have to decide for ourselves. Accountability or none. Should white supremacy continue free reign? Or do we hold accountable law or no president precedents that of domestic terrorism. It must end. They cannot continue to call for healing and unity for wounds that they do not hold themselves accountable for. (sighs) As my, uh, as my father would say, a lazy man does a job twice. <laughs> so if you had the option to hold someone accountable, your best opportunity was there in the moment. This is our moment now. Giving this up, giving up this time, we will be judged. Not by the people around us, but for those who will live long, long after we're gone. We will be the ones seen as complicit to the violence, to the dehumanization of people, therefore creating 
the world which we only say we despise, that we say is unacceptable. If we say we are not them, show up, own it, and do the change that needs to be done. The rhetoric of defensiveness to continue division, to distract everyone involved will be held accountable. I and this goes for micro to macro. You know, if we were to do an evaluation of the kind of people we are everyone who's listening every negative thing you've ever said it may have been about someone you believed absolutely deserved it I promise every listener I am not above this you're here because accountability matters and it means being vulnerable. Be vulnerable in owning the fact every negative thing you said was intended for the person you meant it for, but your, the audience listening and watching is everyone else. The people who still do good, you, your friends, your family, just people seeking to do good for believing in one another. And they hear you. They hear me too. They hear us all. And we, we cast shame. We cast shame upon others who believe they deserve it. And guess what? Shame is the foundation and the tool. It is the room that has built white supremacy from the beginning. Our small acts, they're connected to a larger, grander view, perspective, collectively. It is larger than us. I believe in each and every one of us. The small acts that we do every day, they impact people we've never met. Promise. You ever been that person who goes to a grocery store you ever seen a cart out in the parking lot, far away as can be? Do you leave it out there? You saw it. Or is that somebody else's job? 
you ever see somebody post their opinion online? You disagreed with it so vehemently? You wonder how you could see them as human? There's varying degrees between those examples. May the point, may the, may the point still be the same. Our decisions are, are small, <laughs> as our life is finite. <laughs> but we are the change we, that we're creating. I will tell you, tell myself, tell anybody, you can swear intent and what everything that you meant by it, but the only thing people feel that they remember is your impact, the things you did, the things you didn't do. So when it comes to white supremacy, when it comes to injustice, the dehumanization, see yourself. <laughs> We're all people. <laughs> that may be the hardest thing to believe. Truth is, everyone's afraid. And for some of us, our fears, they got played. They've been agitated, <laughs> incited. Being in the dark, looking for a light, <laughs> guide your path. That was like. We hope we do not give in to the worst of our natures, but we do. And it's not about being right. That's not accountability. You can't always be right. It's impossible. You are always going to make mistakes. Accountability is not being right, but getting it right. That can also mean doing what's not been done before, because if people who haven't been held accountable for their actions, that's something new. <laughs> You've got to branch into the darkness, into the wilderness. It's it's going to be scary. It's going to be messy. But you don't act because of fear. I mean, you act in spite of it. The things that we do when we're most afraid, they, they show our character.
so as the podcast is meant for people who are listening who do you want to be how do you want to remember yourself how do you want to be remembered by others And I think that's corny (laughs) because your sheer vigilance for independence won't allow you for caring for what other people think, how other people feel. Maybe I'm the first to say it. Hopefully I'll be the last. Hyper-independence can be a sign of trauma. If you're looped into it, you're here listening to loop yourself out. Break the cycle. As a millennial, we're all here trying to break the cycles of our forefathers. Foremothers. You know? I'm in the late 20s born 93 I I know my parents are boomers there's just things that you come to unlearn at a certain point in your life and you're welcome to hear that's part of accountability (laughs) can't be perfect just human beings so what's possible well (laughs) we start seeing ourselves putting ourselves in places that we wouldn't have imagined before because we're no longer going to be the people that we know ourselves to currently be. There's a metamorphosis gotta happen. It's gotta happen. It's gotta happen. And it's gotta be collective. And in order to do that, gotta be like Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror. Oldie, but a goodie. You just, you gotta, you gotta look at who you are. I look at myself. God. <sighs> We're being, to know more about me. You know, I've always been scared of getting it wrong. And to be honest, this being my first episode, I've been talking about doing this podcast for at least a year. <laughs> So much is going on in the year, and I just couldn't feel the courage to do it. I think, as I said, it's not about you got to own the fear (laughs) and just do it anyways. (laughs) I'm 
so passionate. I want people to be able to have a space to connect with each other and humanize, please, on Satan. See each other as you see yourself. I mean, I'm not asking you here to see each other in your underwear. But given that this is an explicit podcast, if it's consensual, go for it. (laughs) Just... (sighs) Hold on to what inspires you. It could be anything, but feel it. So the only way we're going to do this is, is really feeling our feelings, and it's going to be gross. <laughs> but we already see the world, where, what that looks like when we don't. When we don't see people for people. They're murdered. They're maimed. Is subjugated. Get hung hung up in a tree like a piece of string fruit. It's how police have continued to murder extraditiously people of color. And in that, and in honor, I will do an episode honoring all people of color as much as I possibly can as a memoriam to the progress, just the equity of Black America. I can't say this enough. Please see each other as human beings. It is going to be some of the hardest journey we've ever been on. But I promise that when we're on the other side, it's one of those things you look on upon with the most pride. Maybe I should help with some resources. So I'll do some plugs. Uh, people who inspire me. What got me to do this episode today was in honor of Brene Brown, author and research storyteller for the last 20 years. Um, I can't say she's she's underrated because are underexposed because she's got millions and millions of views but the subjects that she teaches upon that we have conversations about those are core fundamentals of just being human <laughs> and we've we've strayed so far away from 
being exactly who we are, we kind of need to unlearn. We need to step back until, arguably, we're ready to move forward in a new in a new direction. Um, any books you're reading? Send them my, you know, submit them, send them my way. Maybe, um, How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Gendi. Uh, if you're looking for someone to call, Check out your local representative. You know, they've got a phone number to call by. And I mean, like, if it helps, have a socially distanced, uh, drunken call party to your representatives. <laughs> and let the, and have a message ready, ready and written. Or improvise. But most importantly, Say what matters to you. Shout out to Ayanna Presley from Massachusetts for a bill that will end federal death penalty. That's all I have for today. Thank you, people of the Poli Sci-Fi Podcast. Tune in next time. And please, care for each other. <laughs>